Brother and Sister Cox, you have added to this church in ways that I cannot even articulate. Your sacrifice, your dedication, your consecration, your anointing, just who you are. You have given yourself for the last three months. This church loves you. This church owes you a debt of gratitude. And right now, we are going to pray. We are going to pray that God opens up the windows of heaven and pours out a blessing, not just financial, but one of direction. A man that is used this greatly of God is a man that I want God to bring to the Northwest. And we're going to pray for direction. We're going to pray for health and strength and all of the benefits that God brings into your life. Would you lift your right hand and extend it to this family? And would you lift your voice? Have you, If you have been a recipient of the ministry that God has blessed us with for the last three months, come on, lift your voice. It's time to just say, you know what, I, I've been a little tired today, but I'm, I'm going to park that, and I'm going to step across and do the right thing and just pray. Father, by the authority of the name of Jesus, I know they've been asking and praying for direction. I pray, God, you'll open up the windows of heaven, and you'll make it so specific, so accurate in the Holy Ghost. By the authority of the name of Jesus, lead them, guide them, protect them, strengthen them. By the authority of Jesus' name, the anointing that you put on him. I pray for a double portion that would break in shambles and in little tiny fragments. Oh, God, by the power of the name of Jesus, every shackle, every chain, every bond, every city that they visit, oh, God, let there be healings. Let there be the demonstration and power of the almighty God. Clap your hands and lift your voice and give God the praise. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I feel it. 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 Well, this is as good a place as any to just hand you the microphone. We love you. Our prayers are with you. Of course, you're going to be with us next week. But anytime you're in the Northwest, we want you to feel like this is home. One more time, put your hands together under the Lord for the man of God. Anybody glad you know who Jesus is? Anybody got the Holy Ghost and still excited about it? Anybody glad you're not serving a dead God? But you're standing here as testimony. God still sits on the throne and his name is Jesus. And God's here to liberate everybody that's in the building today. Go ahead and put it in your hearts. Today is Holy Ghost Day. Today is Forgiveness Day. Praise God. Would you put Acts chapter 2 and verse 37 on the screen? I want to say to this church, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts for your kindness over the last four years, three revivals. People have made food for us, brought us gifts, blessed us, been kind to my children and my wife. 
your pastor and his wife have been above and beyond the hospitality with a spirit of excellence, kindness to us. And uh, I truly feel like I'm loved here. And I want you to know that me and my wife love this church. We love your pastor and his wife. We love every member of this congregation. We think about you often. We pay attention to what God's doing here because we want to know and be involved in it. And uh, every one of the daughter works out of here, our pastors that have gone out, our friends. We love y'all and we believe in what you're doing. And we're just glad to get to join your team every once in a while and experience the move of the Holy Ghost together. If you live in this Liberty Lake area, there's no other church in the world I'd attend if I lived here than this one right here. You ought to make this your home. You can go to heaven from this congregation. Praise God. Acts chapter 2 and verse 37. That is not going to be my text reading. Actually, you can go to Genesis chapter 4. But if you could put Acts chapter 2 and verse 37 on the screen. I want everyone that's here, if you're a guest here today, returning visitor, guest, to pay attention to this. When Peter got through preaching, the question they asked was, what shall we do? There's nothing more important you need to find out about this church that goes greater importance than what it takes to be saved. Most important question in the world, what shall we do when it comes to being saved? In verse number 38, Peter said unto them, he was clear, he was concise, he was specific. Repent and be baptized, every one of you. In the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This is the only way to be born again and become a saved believer and follower of Jesus Christ. This is the only plan in your Bible to get out of hell and into heaven, to get out of sin and into grace, to get out of bondage and into liberty to get out of being lost to being saved. So if you're in this place today and you've never followed this, obeyed this, or received the Holy Ghost, there's going to be a point when everybody in this building begins to get out of their seat and gather in this altar. Don't stay in your pew. Get out of your seat. Get to this altar as quick as you can. Find you a place to pray and repent, and God will fill you with the Holy Ghost just like he promised over 2,000 years ago and has done for so many of us in this building. Any Holy Ghost-filled believers that can testify, this works. This works! I feel Jesus in the house today. Praise God. Genesis chapter 4 and verse number 9. We will read two verses of Scripture, then we will turn to the book of Hebrews, the 12th chapter, and read one verse. Genesis chapter 4 and verse number 9, we are in the midst of a story of Cain has killed his brother, and God has come to speak to Cain. In verse 9, the Lord said unto Cain, where is Abel thy brother? He said, I know not, am I my brother's keeper? And he said, what hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth to me from the ground. The voice 
of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. There's something exposing you, Cain. There's something revealing what you did. It's the voice of your brother's blood. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 24. That's where some of us are living in this building. You've got blood on your hands from past sins and failures that you now regret. But the Bible says in Hebrews 12 and 24, And to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. The blood of Jesus that speaketh better things than that of Abel. I believe last Sunday that some people truly repented over some things and burned the books on sin. I believe there's some that went home and said it's house cleaning time. It's time to be all the way for Jesus. In fact, I feel an expectancy in the atmosphere today, an anticipation that some of you are ready to see the continuing work of the Holy Ghost in your life because you've sold the farm on sin and said, I'm not going back. And today I've come to strike down and silence the voices of condemnation that are beating people up over who you were and what you did before you repented and burned the books. Today I want to preach about the voice of the blood. The voice of the blood. Would you lay your Bibles down, lift your voice, and would you pray that God's will would be done in this house right now? Cornerstone, let's pray like apostolics know how to pray. Oh, come on, from the front to the back. Let's lift our voice above a whisper and do it right, right now. God, let there be an old-time anointing in this house. God, let there be liberty in this place. Let there be conviction. God, let the power of the Holy Ghost baptize this congregation. Praise God. You may be seated. Today I'm going to preach to people in this building. It's time to quit letting your past do your talking for you. It's time to quit letting your flesh do your talking for you. It's time to quit letting the devil do your talking for you about who you are and what you are. And it's time to let the blood of Jesus start doing your talking for you. I want to try and increase, and I believe God is going to increase your faith today in the absolute power of the blood of Jesus Christ. I want someone to walk out of this building in this house, whether it's your first time or you've been here all your life, with a greater renewed understanding and revelation of just how powerful the blood of Jesus Christ is. This is a blood-bought church. This is a bloody gospel. You and I need the blood of Jesus Christ that has purchased us from death and hell to be applied in our life. I am thankful today for the blood of Jesus that washes the worst of sins away. Whether you realize it or not, you need the blood of Jesus on your life. 
You need the blood of the sinless sacrifice applied to your house, to your children, to your family, to your marriage, to your home, to your job, to your education, to everything in your life. You need the covering of the blood of Jesus in your life. The blood of Jesus has more power than every spirit of hell that is fighting people in this house today. And I've come to preach to some apostolics that have been buried in the blood. You need to realize just what you got when you got baptized into the name of Jesus Christ. You got the only blood that never had sin in it applied to your life. And that's why you can come here today and say, I used to be a sinner, but now I've been washed. I've been cleansed. I've been delivered by the blood of Jesus. Any baptized people today, you ought to clap your hands and worship the king for just a moment. I've got a little ways to go, but you just go out to trust the preacher today. God is going to silence some condemnation in this house. Scriptures we read give us insight to the fact that the blood has a voice. The blood talks. The blood carries a message. We have read stories about battles and wars and murders in our Bible. We have read stories in our world today, true crime of crime scenes and investigations. And, and the blood is what gives information on what happened and who was there. The blood identifies. The blood either speaks condemnation or it speaks redemption depending on the situation and depending on whose blood it is can determine the message that the blood gives. When doctors are having trouble determining someone's illness or sickness, they will begin to draw vials of blood from the patient and begin to test it because the blood carries a message. The blood carries information about what's happening in the body currently and about what has happened in the body. And the message that is contained in those blood cells uh, can tell us the medical history. It can tell us our origins, and it can tell us the current condition of our body. The most dangerous diseases to man are blood disease, diseased blood. Uh, because when the blood begins to get diseased, uh, it's not long before death comes to the body. Just, just let me talk for a moment. I've got a little bit of a runway today. In Leviticus 17 and 11, God told the people of Israel that the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. The blood has the life, and the blood makes the atonement for your souls. Life comes from the blood. Blood is valuable because it is life-giving. This is why God commanded Israel to not eat or drink anything that was mingled with the blood because life was in the blood. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. The life of salvation is in the blood of Jesus Christ. And we have a blood disease called sin that none of us can escape from if it is not for the sinless blood of Jesus Christ. And when the body is sick, when there is a wound, the blood immediately rushes to that location and begins repairing and begins fixing. 
and begins trying to put back together what has been destroyed. This gives us greater insight to what the Bible was telling us in Isaiah, the 53rd chapter, and in 1 Peter chapter 2, when it tells us that by his stripes we are healed because there's healing power in the blood. That's one of the great things about knowing that I've been baptized in the name of Jesus and the blood's applied. It's because when I fall, when a wound comes into this walk and sin begins to cause a wound in my life, the blood is activated and immediately rushes to the location and says, this doesn't have to destroy you, but you can be forgiven. You can have mercy because by his stripes, we are healed. That's more than just healing of cancer and God can still do that and he can do it this morning Uh, but that's about a sin disease that have every one of us condemned to hell and when sin begins to tear the wound in your life brother I've got some blood that has more power than every sin that I've ever committed anybody thankful for the blood of Jesus in Cornerstone Liberty Lake today Uh, anybody thankful that when you fall When you mess up, we've got something that starts flowing, that starts moving, and starts lifting the heaviness of our failures. Oh, lift your hands and praise the king for just a moment right now. If you're blood washed, lift your voice and worship the king for just a moment right now. Hallelujah. When you begin to test the blood, it begins to tell us where you came from. Uh, We can do some DNA testing by testing the blood. uh, And we can begin to trace your lineage and find out who your father was and find out who his father was. Uh, We begin to find that the blood will tell us what your lineage is and who you came from. Uh, Medical research today has proven and verified uh, that when a child is conceived, The blood that is in the womb of that child or in the body of that child never, ever one time touches the blood of the mother. It only comes from the father and mother's DNA, but the blood inside the woman and the blood inside the baby never intersect. They never intermingle. That is why the bloodline, a family tree, if you are to look at your family tree, they follow the fathers. They follow the lineage of whose dad had a son and then he had a son, and they trace where you came from by the fathers because that's what defines who your daddy is. Is, uh, that defines uh, what your life is going to be like. That defines the traits that you're probably going to have uh, because the blood of the mother and the baby never cross. Uh, see, I, I, I realize today that I'm dealing with a sin problem uh, because my first father was Adam, and Adam was the father of all humanity, and we were all born into sin. Why? Because Adam sinned, and through his blood, he has passed down sin to the rest of his offspring. That's why nobody has to teach us how to sin, but when a child realizes it's about to get in trouble, it's just automatic that it will begin to lie to get itself out of trouble because it's just natural. Sin comes natural. It's in the bloodstream. It's in your DNA. It's in your lifestyle. I didn't ask for the sin of Adam. I didn't want the sins of Adam, but I got them anyway because I'm a descendant of Adam and it flowed through my blood and it was in my genetic makeup. Nobody had to teach you how to lie. Nobody had to teach you how to sin. Nobody had to teach you how to have a bad thought. It just came natural because you are a product of your father, 
Adam. But the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians, I'm about to preach some liberty into somebody today. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 45 through 47, it talks about the first Adam, and it talks about the last Adam. And it says the last Adam was Jesus Christ. The first Adam sinned, and his sin was imputed to all of humanity. Isaiah 43 said, thy first father hath sinned. That's why we've dealt with sin all the way to 2019. It's just bred in us from birth that we've got it flowing through our bloodlines. But it says the last Adam was made a quickening spirit. Jesus brings life because there was something special about the blood of Jesus. It was sinless blood. It was perfect blood. It was not tainted with the blood of Adam as was the rest of humanity because his blood did not come from Adam because Joseph was not his father. His mother Mary who was from Adam, his, her blood and the blood of Jesus never intersected. It never intermingled. And so the blood that was in the Savior was not handed down by Adam, our father because Jesus was after Adam but he created Adam. But the Bible tells us that when Mary got pregnant that the Holy Ghost overshadowed her and said what is conceived in you is of the Holy Ghost. Jesus was not Adam's son. Hear me. His father was not Adam. His father was not Joseph. But the blood inside the man Christ Jesus came from the pure spirit of a sinless holy God. That means something to me, brother. That is why the blood of Jesus has something better to say about me than the blood of Abel, who was Adam's son. Because Jesus has no... Somebody just completely missed it right now. We're going to go a little deeper, but I want you to hear me right now. Your Father in heaven has no sin. Your Father in heaven has no sin. Up until Calvary, uh, there had been sacrifices. Uh, there had been blood shed. Uh, there had been lambs. There had been goats. Uh, there had been animals. Uh, and heaven and hell were still saying it's not enough. Uh, it's not enough uh, because you can't kill enough sheep uh, to fix the sin problem. Uh, you can't kill enough men and women to fix the sin problem. Uh, that's where some religions today still can't figure out what their problem is. Uh, I can't kill you and fix my sin problem. Uh, that's what Cain could not understand. Uh, all the the blood being shed and the payment of sin was still saying it's not enough but when Jesus took his last breath and said it is finished all of a sudden the ground began to shake and rocks began to break open because they had tasted a lot of blood but the earth had never tasted blood that had never told a lie the earth had never tasted blood that wasn't out of Adam's veins this was blood that was sinless Come on, there's something about to break loose in this house. Come on, you are not redeemed. First Peter 1.18 said, you are not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. He said you were redeemed by what your fathers did. You were redeemed by what Jesus did. I've come to preach to somebody today. You need the blood of Jesus in your life. You need a new father. 
That's why baptism is such a big deal. That's why in John 3, he said, Nicodemus, you've got to be born again of the water and of the spirit. Nicodemus said, I don't get it. Do I have to go back into my mother's womb? No, no, Nicodemus. That's what got you in this mess to begin with. You were born into sin. You've got to get baptized in the name of Jesus in water and of the spirit so that you can. What's the big deal? What's the big deal about the water? When he said born of water and spirit, he wasn't talking about the natural mother's water breaking. He was trying to deal with it was your natural birth that you're in the sin sick condition you're in because of your father. But Nick, you've got to understand there's something that happens when you're born of the water and the spirit. God, I feel something on me right now. I defy every voice that tries to tell you that you don't need to be baptized in Jesus' name. That is a lie from hell. Because the devil knows what happens when you go down in the water. He said, Nicodemus, there's something that happens in the water. John 19, 34, they pierced Jesus in the side, and out came blood and water. First John 5 and 8, there are three that bear witness in the earth. The spirit, the water, and the blood, and they agree in one. The water and the blood work together. Nicodemus, when you get baptized in the water, you're not just joining the Pentecostal church. You're not just becoming a Methodist. You're not just becoming an apostolic, but when you get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, the blood and the water start making a blood transfusion. And the blood of your new father says, let's deal with the blood of Adam. Let's begin to deal with And when I get a new father, brother, I'm not on my way to hell anymore because I've got a new bloodstream. I've got a new name. i Come on, are you hearing this preacher right now? When you get baptized in Jesus' name, a blood transfusion starts taking place. God says, I'm going to change you from your father, Adam, to being born again. You are a new creature. Old things are passed away. You've got a new name. You've got new DNA. You've got a new father. Oh, somebody lift your hands and worship him right now. Come on. I'm not Adam's son anymore. I'm a son of God. That's a big deal. I've had a blood transfusion. Sin ain't running through my veins anymore. I've been born again. The blood and the water have started working. The blood and the water have started washing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I used to lie because my daddy lied. It was down in my blood. But when I got baptized in the name of Jesus... And God began to do some spiritual dialysis on me. God began to do a blood transfusion on me. And the blood of Jesus began to override that sin-stricken blood of Adam that has cursed us from day one. That's why I rebuke the spirits of hell that tell people that have gotten a new father when they got baptized in the name of Jesus that you've still got to live under addictions and condemnation and failure and sin and shame. That is a lie from hell. I've got a new father. I'm not Adam's son anymore. For in Adam we all die. But in Christ we are made alive. If you haven't been baptized in Jesus' name, that's why you've still got a sin problem. 
problem. That's why you still got a hate problem. That's why you still got an addiction problem. You've still got the blood of your old father flowing through you. But when you get buried in the name of Jesus Christ, Come on, I'm preaching to a blood-washed church today. I'm preaching to people that have been delivered. I'm preaching to people that have been washed. Too many people are living under the condemnation of who you were before you got the Holy Ghost. You're still living under the oppressive voices of hell that are reminding you of what you did before you had a name change and a blood transfusion. If you've been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, quit letting the devil drag up what God already obliterated. I've got news for you, devil. That's who I used to be when I was still a son of Adam. But you'll never forget because I'm always going to remind you, devil, that there was a day that I stepped into the water and I got born again. And when I got born again, I came up and I had a new dad. I had a new... I got all over this house. You ought to lift your hands right now. Come on, you ought to lift your voice. Somebody that's been forgiven ought to lift your voice in the Holy Ghost right now. Come on, God's going to silence condemnation. Come on, somebody respond to the Holy Ghost for just a moment. Somebody lift up your voice. From the front to the back, open your mouth. Come on. I'm not preaching to Adam's children. I'm preaching to the Son of God. I'm preaching to a daughter of God. I'm preaching to a child of the King. I've got a new name. I've got a new identity. I've got a new bloodstream. I've been washed. I've been delivered. I've been set free. I'm not bound by my sin. I'm not bound by my past. I don't have to let my flesh reign anymore. I've got a new father who got victory over the flesh when he walked on this earth. See, my old father handed down lying, deceit, sin, immorality, and lust. But my new father overcame lying, sin, deceit, immorality, and lust. So while I used to do what my old father did, now that I've got born again, I can overcome deceit, lying, shame, condemnation, addictions, bitterness. Because it's handed, you can live with victory. You can live above sin. You can live free from your past. You can come to the house of God and have joy in your heart. You can lift your hands in worship and say, I'm not who I used to be with peace of mind. I rebuke the spirit of fear. I rebuke the voice of condemnation. He said, my peace give I you. You've been washed in the blood. You ought to celebrate. I've got a new father. I've got a new family. I've got a new name. I've got a new life. I've been delivered. Somebody just a renewed understanding of what happened when you got baptized in the water. The blood has obliterated your sin. When Cain tried to get out of the condemnation of Abel's murder, he could not escape because the blood was testifying about what Cain had done. The blood can either expose or cover, depending on whose blood it is. The blood of Abel is condemning blood, the son of Adam. It cries out guilt. It cries out murder. 
It cries out your loss. It brings up your past. It brings up your failure. It brings up what you've done wrong. But the blood of Jesus speaks better things than that of the blood of Abel's. The voice of the blood of Jesus speaks better things than what Abel's did. When his murderers crucified Jesus, they said, let his blood be upon us and upon his children. They didn't even realize what he was saying as Jesus was going to that cross saying, that's exactly why I'm going to Calvary. It's so that my blood can be upon you and your children. Abel's blood said you're condemned, but the blood of Jesus said you're redeemed. Abel's blood said you deserve to die, but the blood of Jesus said I came to give life and life more abundant. Abel's blood said you did it. Jesus' blood said I can fix it. We ought to lift our hands and thank Jesus right now. We ought to lift our voice and thank God right now. Hey, backslider, you don't have to keep living on your old sinful bloodline. You've got a new father that's ready to liberate you in this house. Come on, let God deal with your heart. Hey, you're struggling with addictions and sin. I've come to preach today that the liberty of the Holy Ghost is in this building. And there's something powerful. I'm tired of people that have been washed by the blood still being bound in their spirit and in their mind over stuff that God has already forgiven them over. I believe a spirit of liberty is going come into this building today. And there's going to be some ex-liars. And there's going to be some ex-addicts. And there's going to be some ex-lustful people. And there's going to be some ex-must-up people that says, hey, I'm not living under the weight of what God already liberated me from. I'm a new person. I've got liberty. I've got joy. I've got mercy. Come on, you ought to shout unto God right now. You ought to do it in the face of your tormentor. You ought to let the voice of depression hear your worship right now. I've got a new father. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Come on, somebody's going to get baptized in Jesus' name, and they're going to say, hey, that was the day. I've never felt liberty like that. I've never felt freedom like that. Some of you need to remember what happened when you got the blood applied. That's the greatest day ever. As I stepped out, I said, hey, I've got a new family. Hey, I don't have that old generational curse anymore. I've got a new family. I'm not living under the weight of my parents' failures. I've got a new father. Come on, God's going to lift your head. God's going to... Go ahead. Worship the king for just a moment right now. If you've not been baptized in Jesus' name, you are still marked by the sins of your first father. You can't overcome generational curses still living in the lineage of your worldly family. You've got to be born again of the water and the spirit where the blood begins to get activated and gives you a new bloodline and gives you a new family and says from this day forward, you're not bound by the sins of your parents or your grandparents, uh, or your great-grandparents. You've got a new father who is pleading your case. Uh, You've got a new idea for life. Uh, You've got new desires. Uh, Let the blood of Jesus uh, break the chains of sin in this house.
Hey, Cornerstone, could somebody lift your voice for just a moment? Come to church with this preacher right now. God's come to save some people that have never been born again. I need some born-again people that still remember the day God brought you out to worship God with everything you've got for the next 30 seconds right now. If you've been forgiven, shout like you've lost your mind. If you're no longer on your way to hell, worship. If God broke the generational curse that had condemned your family for years, you ought to lift your voice. I've got a new father. Take that devil, and I'm not going back, and I'm not going back. I'm not going to be unborn. I'm going to keep living with my new father. I'm going to keep living with my new name. I'm not going to buy that addiction anymore. I'm not going to go there anymore. Why? I'm not a part of that family. I've got a new father and a new family that broke the curse of sin. Isaiah 43, 25, he said, I am he that blotteth out thy transgressions. Hear me right now. For mine own sake and will not remember thy sins. Put me in remembrance. Let us plead together that thou mayest be justified. Let us plead together. Anybody ever heard of pleading the fifth? Pleading the fifth is the refusal to testify on the grounds that the testimony might incriminate the witness in a crime. So based on the Fifth Amendment to the Constitution, no person shall be compelled to be a witness against himself. The Bible says we have an accuser which stood before God day and night, accusing us day and night. He said, but you overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, When you showed up and you pulled out your driver's license, uh, he noticed, wait a minute, there's been a name change uh, because the blood uh, has given me a new father. Uh, and when the accuser stood up, uh, the Bible said, my little children, I write unto you, sin not. Uh, but if any man sin, we've got an advocate with the father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Uh, brother, when sin started recusing me, uh, I didn't plead the fifth. I said, I plead the blood. Uh, I've got an advocate. I've got a new father. I don't have to defend myself. I don't have to prove you right. I've got the blood. I've got a new advocate. But you lied. But you did this. I plead the blood. I plead. I got somebody ought to get loose in the Holy Ghost right now. The devil's telling some people, you aren't going to get the Holy Ghost. You're never going to get delivered. I plead the blood. The devil's saying your children ain't going to be saved. I plead. Say what you want, devil. I've got a new father. I've got a new bloodline. I've I... I got somebody do what you feel right now. I feel liberty in this house. Plead the blood. I know you've messed up. I plead the blood. Let the blood start talking. Let the blood start being a testimony. Let the blood of Jesus start saying redeemed. Let the blood of Jesus say forgiven. Let the blood of Jesus say saved. 
Go, go, all over this building, every eye closed, pray, 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 pray. You hear that devil? That's the sound of the blood saying, I've got plans for him. I'm going to save her. I've delivered you. I plead. Come on, grab the person next to you. Begin to pray for him right now. Come on. Come on, lift your voice like a trumpet. Plead the blood. I plead the blood. I've got an advocate. I've got a new father. I'm not in that family anymore. I'm not. Go, go, go ahead. Come on. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, you lift your voice in repentance right now. We can baptize you and let the blood transfusion begin to take place in your life. Devil, you can say what you want, but I rebuke the curse of my parents that kept messing their marriage up. It will not be transmuted to my children. It will not come into my family. I've got a new bloodline. I've been washed. I've been reborn. My God, let it flow. Let it flow right where you're at. Come on. Come on. Come on. Because the voice of the blood is speaking for me. It gave me a voice. I can worship. I can live with victory. I can shout. Somebody ought to shout with a voice of triumph. You hear that, devil? Are you listening to that? My God, there it is, there it is, there it is, there it is. Devil, I plead the blood over my backslidden family. Get your filthy hands off of them. There's going to be a new day for them. I plead the blood against the voices of condemnation. I stand behind the blood. I've been washed. I've been... Go ahead, somebody pray the way your soul is telling you to pray right now. If you have been baptized in water... And the name of Jesus said over you, I want you to lift your hand all over this building right now. Keep them up. Devil, I want you to look around. This is the last day that your oppressive, heavy voices of condemnation ever affect those people again. Do you believe in the blood? Devil, shut your mouth. I am not who I was before I got born again. Devil, shut your mouth. I've been redeemed. I've got a new family. I rebuke the incriminating voices of hell that are trying to accuse you. If you've been born again, you've got a new father, you've got a new name, you've got a new life, live like it. Worship like it. Go, go, go. Somebody do what you feel. Somebody begin to praise him in a dance. Somebody begin to leap for joy. Somebody begin to wave your hands. Somebody begin to pray to you talk in tongues.
You know who I am? I'm his son. I'm a son of Christ. I'm God's son. I've got his name on my life. That means something. That means something. Because of who my daddy is, there are some things that can't touch me. He said, I'm going to send my angel to pass through the land. And when I see the blood, I'm going to pass over you. That's a big deal. When death showed up, whoa, I can't mess with him. He's got an advocate. His driver's license has a new name. He's got a new DNA. I'm going to have to pass him up and find somebody else to wreck their life. So he came over here and said, I can't mess with her. She's got the blood. So I'm going to have to. Devil, you're going to have to find somebody else's house. Because this house, we plead the blood. This house. Devil, you're going to have to drag somebody else's kids to hell. My God, are you going to come to church right now or not? There's a supernatural breakthrough in this building right now. Some of you need to start rebuking the accuser with authority. Overcome him by the blood of the Lamb. Devil, get your hands off of my marriage. Devil, get your hands off of my children. I bind you. I've got new blood. I ple- you got a backslidden family member? I don't know what you're waiting on right now. You're battling spirits of hell? I don't know what you're waiting on right now. If you've never received the Holy Ghost, you ought to come running to this altar and lift your voice and begin to pray. You need a new father. I'm tired of running from my past. Come on. I'm tired of running from a generational curse. I'm tired of just saying I'm going to have to learn to live with it. No! I've been born again. I've got a new father. I'm delivered. Somebody plead the blood. Plead the blood. God's going to lift a pornography addiction. Come on, keep praying. Cornerstone, if you're going to pray, do it right. Do it with a lifted voice. We don't need people watching me. you got to get the sleep out of your eyes. We're breaking through right now. We're helping people pray through right now. God's going to give somebody a name change today. God's going to change somebody's legacy and lineage. Come on, you've never been baptized in the water with the name of Jesus set over you. Don't you leave this building till you've repented of your sins. Get in the water. Be born again. Let God transfuse your blood. Let God get rid of the generational curse of your first father. And let God give you a new father. Let God give you some new DNA. Let God put his spirit on the inside of you. Come on, God's going to lift the heaviness today. God's going to lift some depression today. God's going to lift some fear today. God's going to lift a timid spirit. God's going to break some addictions. God's going to save a soul. Everybody in this building, close your eyes. Open your mouth and begin to pray with everything you've got. Go. If this is your first service or you've been here all your life, let the voice of the blood start speaking in your defense. That's my son. That's my daughter. That's my child. That's my marriage.
Seek better things. Go. Pray to your pray through. Pray to your faith rises. Pray to your condemnation shuts up. Pray to your silence, the accuser. I plead the blood and I'm walking out of here saved. Father, let the voice of the blood 